Hey there, Mugs. I'm uh, I'm joined with the two experts of uh, of Queensland racing. I'm going to include myself in that sentence because, boys, that's what we thrive and strive to do. And it's our it's our wheelhouse. It's Grand Final day, coming into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. We're not there yet, but we're getting very very close. So, Mugs, we thought we'd shout out a little bit of a carnival preview. Uh, and whilst I'm talking right now, the boys are quickly finding some Group 1 winners because, Bean, I'll start with you. Be honest with me here now, mate. How many of your <laughs> fancies are getting tickled right now? Um, yeah, probably seven out of eight, something like that, I think. <laughs> There's about one race I'm not keen on, but the rest I think I've got a decent decent bet on. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen. Well, Lloydie, you have almost dubbed yourself not only Derby King, but the future's God, as they, they do seem to call you. I think I've called you that a few times, so I'll give you credit. But we've got eight Group 1 yeah. races coming up over the next little bit. Uh, again, to you, mate, how excited are you for the Carnival and any particular Group 1 standing out to you right now? Yeah, well, that's it, mate. Uh, Bean mentioned eight Group 1s. I only care about one of them, and that is the Queensland Derby because, as you know, Derby King. Um, <laughs> I, I, I live for this race every year, and Kovalik is there, so we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, all um, all three of my fancies have been tickled, um, which is nice. Uh, we've had we've had Lent, you know, I think, what's that, 40 days where you've got to give up something that you love, and we've given up... Uh, good racing in Queensland for 40 days. We've had Easter, we've had the chocolates, and uh, now it's carnival time. Let's go. Well, you say 40 days. I would be uh, more astute to 40 weeks, <laughs> uh, to be honest. But yes. you are correct. You're right. It's it's big things to come. And I guess the age-old question is, is it Derby or Derby? What What is the, the discussion and what's your views there, Bean? Uh, it's definitely Derby. If um, <laughs> I think um, I think only the, the Derby. It's yeah, it's like a derby. The king is calling it the derby, <laughs> and then roller derby, isn't that yeah. demolition derby? You know, demolition derby, the Victoria derby, yeah, yeah, it's a derby. <laughs> come on, come on. We're in Australia. Yeah. This is this is not yeah. America. Yeah, it's the, the 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 derby in France. Yeah, the derby yeah. in France. Yeah, yeah. maybe, that but that's not, that's on soon too. All right. Well, look, I think we've got, uh, well, two versus zero. So we'll give it give it the derby. Uh, we might throw that as a nice little poll up there to see what people say. Yep. It's not the same, so the poll will always win. Uh, but before we do uh, kick on there, Mugs, just a, a reminder, uh, the world-famous Zaki Hollandale Stakes, that's within the carnival. Remember, the GC is out of action. So probably leads us to potentially a bigger field, a more... Uh, I guess star started field potentially as well because those Gold Coast race days, Lloydie, they're now up the highway at the old Calandra Sunnyshine Coast Track. Yeah, um, I think they call Bendigo the nursery of champions, but uh, Winks, she kicked off her winning streak there, incentivised one is maiden at the Sunshine Coast. So um, I think, yeah, it'll be good to see a few stars step out at old Corbould Park. Mystic Aroma, of course, she won her maiden there. So um, plenty of good horses have gone around. 
yeah, and plenty come back. And uh, Bean, I know Zaki is very much hot and cold with you over the, the last few years, but confirmed for the Hollandale and onto a a Doombin Cup Q22 campaign, which we've seen the big boy up here the last few years. Yeah, he's going to be pretty hard to beat that Doombin Cup, I think. Um, yeah, look, um. I'm sort of in his camp. I was in his camp the other day, backed him, and then Giga Kick. Oh, damn, that, that horse is starting to get... I think I need to start backing that horse. I think the, the, the tunes, are, the tides are changing with that horse. There's a bit of respect to you there, I think. So, um, yeah, no, keen though. Keen that one. Him and a few. Excellent, mate. Well, we might take a bit of a look into the future, and I guess it's, it's sort of kicking off this weekend. We've had a few... Uh, listed races up here the last week uh, and including this Saturday there, Mugs. But next Saturday, April the 29th, you got Victory Stakes Day. So it's the official first day of the Winter Carnival. This weekend, though, Lloydie, we're looking at the Princess Stakes as well as the Tail Stakes, uh, which uh, apparently is some big money linked, which is probably breaking news right now on this show, to be honest. But we're looking yeah. at potential... Queensland Oaks, Queensland Derby, Derby horses um, that are that are certainly up and about for bigger things in the spring. Is there anything on Saturday that you can maybe see a, a carnival player? Yeah, I um, I've I've got the Oaks winner coming through uh, through the Princess Stakes on the weekend actually. So uh, I'm keen to see I'm uh, keen to see Street Gossip step out for the Mark Newnham camp. Um, but um, look, outside of that, there's probably Probably not really. Like you've got the tail stakes. Like that's sort of not a bad field of mated gallopers, and then the the Mick Dipman plate. That'll be a cracker with Chenny Boom and and Golden Boom and Co. So um, yeah, Carnival certainly here, isn't it? Yeah, certainly uh, loud and proud. Put it that way. But Bean, I guess looking from an Oaks perspective, I know you're a, a big fan of the Kiwis and and those uh, secret horses that no one seems to know about, but you. But <laughs> You've, you've got probably this weekend, then we've got the lead-up being the Roses, uh, May 20th, that one is, before the Oaks. Have you sort of delved too much in a, in a form, or does it all start for you this weekend with those big, longer three-year-old races? Um, there's a few in the market for the Derby, which I thought were sort of live chances. A couple of them came through some races down south in Sydney and stuff like that, but um, not the Oaks yet. I haven't really had a... I've really had a good sniff there. That's a that's a lottery that race at the moment. I think it's like seven dollars the field in most of the futures markets. So I sort of let it, let it play out the next two or three weeks and then zone in. It's always the way too with the the oaks. I find up here you'll you'll have your your horses that you've been following through at the sprint trips, and then all of a sudden they're lining up. You know, for example, this weekend at the mile, absolutely relish the trip, and they just get better and better, and you just sort of think, well, that was a bit of a waste of a two year old campaign. But anyway, moving on and, uh, onwards and upwards because, Lloydie, speaking of Zaki's, uh, Hollandale Stakes Day is also looking like Gold Coast Guineas Day too, which we've got some fond memories of years gone by, by that being last year. Uh, but you've got Chinny Boom, you've got Golden Boom, and, of course, the, the Cokehead Addict Horse End Assembly, uh, all en route to sort of that Gold Coast Guineas Probably looking, yeah. you know, to sneak into your maybe your Stradbrokes um, at the absolute bottom of weight, you know, if, if you're looking for shooting for the stars. Yes, um, you're right. Um, I don't think 
the likes of Chinny Boom and Co will go towards a Stradbroke, but certainly that Gold Coast Guineas. I uh, spoke to Ben Thompson today. Yellow Brick, he'll resume in the in the Gold Coast Guineas in a fortnight. Uh, he's he's on a Stradbroke path. We we sort of heard Derby early on, but uh, I think he was saying that that win in the King of the Mountain, where he stamped himself as a, a an open weight for age sprinter. Um, they're really keen to tackle the Stradbroke. So yeah, I think the three year old crop's pretty handy. Uh, Golden Boom, his bubble sort of popped. Uh, at the end of the last prep when he got beaten by end assembly. So jury's out there. He might still end up winning that race uh, six months later, but you never know. Um, pretty good crop. <laughs> yeah, pretty good crop. Uh, and it, it sort of just sets us up into tickling the fancies, so to speak. Again, that could be a new word for the winter there, boys. But the uh, the first sort of group one that we'll, we'll sort of look at is the first one that falls on the 13th of May, Famously held at Eagle Farm last year and recoined the Eagle Farm 10,000. But the confirmed starter bean, you're a bit of a believer now on the Giga Kick hype. Currently getting two bucks. Is it just as simple as if he makes it here, he wins? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's as good as, I think he's almost a, yeah, weighted certainty if he, if he comes. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much, it's as simple as that. I don't think there's anything in the field that is going to beat him. I don't, there's nothing up here that can beat him, and he's beaten everything down south that could have beaten him. So, yep, 1,200. Floydy, I'll echo that to you there, mate. I know he's out uh, to 1,400, but he gets a what, bit of a freshen up, comes back. Into yours, tell you what. Anyway, Lloydie, <laughs> if Giga Kick uh, decides to hang around to tap, perhaps have a go at the Stradbroke, uh, we know it's a handicap. What sort of weight do you reckon the big fella would have to carry after a Doom and 10,000 win? Oh, uh... Well, the Doom and 10, I think weights would be out beforehand and Doom and 10,000 is weight for age, so he wouldn't get a penalty. Um, that would certainly be in his favour. He's only won one group one. The Everest isn't isn't a group one winner. I don't know. He'd probably have maybe, he's still a three-year-old. He might only have 54 and a half or something like that, like sort of a big weight for a three-year-old, but um, not that big, you know, compared to what he's, what he's done and what his resume looks like. But... I'm with Bean in the 10,000. Hey, like my notes pretty much says he'll have to be very bad or the others will have, or something else will be, have to be very good to beat him. Uh, he's an Everest winner. He's an all-edge stakes winner. He's run second in the TJ. Mazu was sort of the bet of the carnival this time 12 months ago in this same race and Giga kicks 10 times a better horse than what he is and had a better record, you know, at this same time as what Marsley did last year. So, you know, the $2, I, I haven't had anything on him, but that could just start being multi-anchor kind of thing. Every every bet you're going to have over the next three or four weeks, you're just having to giga kick. Yeah, I yeah. think the, the mugs are happily declaring giga kick is the better than Millennium. Uh, and the only, even if you look at the market, the only competition that you've got probably in a price level is Marzu, and he's put him to the sword every time that they've clashed at weight for age. So... Certainly uh, can't see any of those roles being reversed anytime soon. So what a way to kick things off, boys. $2 favourite in the first group one of the carnival. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, moving uh, moving on, boys, to the week after, which we sort of get into Doombin Cup territory. So back at the world-famous Doombin, um, just having a look at that schedule. You've got Doombin two weeks in a row, and then we go to Eagle Farm for three Saturdays in a row, of course, with the, uh, the Oaks, the Stradbroke, and Tatsiara, but Queensland's premier 2000 metre away for age race. You've got your Zakis, your Cascadians. Obviously, you're going to back up from that Hollandale. Lloydie, it was uh, it was bubble burst last year for us with the big Z. Do you think the setbacks is maybe a, a blessing in disguise to have him 
cherry ripe and focused for maybe this winter carnival rather than it being, you know, he's up and about. Let's take him to Brisbane one more time. Yeah, well, only because Buffett called him immoral last year in this same race. He got beaten as a dollar forty chance. So uh, that was <laughs> that was a little bit a little bit sour, um, as you can tell. I've got over it, but um, I'm I'm with he's a shocker. Now I don't know if the the plan is still to come here because I did a podcast with Michael Kent Jr. Um, on the eve of whatever race that was, uh, maybe like the all uh, the week after the All Star Mile, I don't, I forget what it was now, but um, he's a shocker. The plan was to go Queen Elizabeth, Hollandale Stakes, Doomben Cup Q22, but he's run in the Queen Elizabeth. He's gone super. He's run fourth. That's the A1 form. He's in the Mornington Cup, so he's gone Melbourne to Sydney, back to Melbourne, out to 2,400. Now I'm sort of like maybe he isn't going to come up here for a 1,800 metre race in two weeks. So look, I think. The horse is flying. He, he probably should have won the Australian Cup, and he was he was very good, like I said, in that Queen Elizabeth. But if he's not there, I think Cascadian's got the wood over Zaki. Um, he was 2,000 back to 1,400 in the all-aged and um, only just missed Zaki late. So, you know, Zaki, he'll have fitness under his belt. But, yeah, to get to 2,000 metres, I think you're with the, the big chestnut. Yeah, and it's, it's probably one bean as well. Like, he's a multiple group one winner, but... Can you almost call in the most underrated horse in Australia still at Group 1 level, Cascadian? Yeah, 100%. He's always um, just sort of thereabouts but never getting it done. I'm actually with um, – you're going you're gonna to want to neck me. I'm with Hinge, actually. I think Hinge is half a hope. Jeez, Mate, hear me out. Mate, hear me out. Hear me out. Is there in Australia or is Hinge the only one you've heard of? No, <laughs> no. Doombin draws a gate, likes we've to roll forward, gets the soft deck. Mate. But we've heard you out about Hinge for the last seventy-five group ones that it's competed in. So, Mate, Queen of the Queen of the Tour, three point three six lengths off a tissue and hope in your heart at twenty-six dollars. It's a bet, I think, in a futures market. And and just quietly on most of these futures markets, there is almost zero value. Like some of the prices the horses are coming up is horrific. Yeah. Like they're about they're about an eighth of what they should be. <laughs> well. To re-emphasize your point there, Ben, you've got Zaki, a $3 favorite in this Doom and Cup market where I'm looking. But, uh, geez, man, I thought you were going to throw the old M word, word out there for, for your mate Lloydie again to sting him two years in a row, but you've probably just stung yourself. Um, yeah. Speaking of Zaki's there, Lloydie, we, we had a bit of a chat before we have gone live to the, the streamers and the mugs listening ear to ear there, but... A horse named Duke de Cessa. We were all pretty impressed with his Doncaster run, which was first up uh, for his Australian start. And scratch from the Hawkesbury Gold Cup, which if you're listening to this whenever that is, doesn't matter. He's not going to be there. But looks like a Brisbane campaign's in the works and sort of replicates that Zaki vibe from, uh, from a couple of years ago when he touched down and is now a multiple group one winner. Yeah, you're right, mate. Uh, certainly got that that profile. Uh, a lot of horses have come through that sort of Doncaster and then come to Queensland. New Marion, he did it as well last year. Uh, it was an Annabelle Neeson runner, but I think his second or third Australian start was in the Doncaster, and then he blew them away in a in a Q22. So it's the right uh, the right profile. Excellent. Well, mugs a bit of value and a bit of variety there. Not just uh, tip and favourites. We can do it all in this show, but the Next week up here in Queensland, we're back to we're back to home ground. We're back to grand final day. Eagle Farm. It's the track for the people, not for the participants, as they say. 
But we'll be there, ringside, trackside, best seat in the house, watching the 1,400-metre Kingsford. Sorry, 1,300-metre Kingsford Smith. We're not at Stradbroke Day yet. Um, but it's it's sort of that tricky distance I find the 1,300 metre sprint because you do get those sort of 1,200 fresh horses that get caught out late or the horses that are really winding up for that 1,400 metre trip. Uh, obviously, you're seeing them storming through in your, your thirds and your fourths for the Kingston Smiths. So, wait for age. We had Vega 1 win it a few years ago. Um, who won it last year? Was it? Apache Chase. Chase. That's right. Yeah. Actually chased. Uh, but you're right. A, uh, a bold front-running horse can can almost catch a few of those searching for the 1,400 out. Bean, this early, Des, she's your main man, woman. What do you reckon? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think um, I think Joe Pride has a bit of mortgage on this race. Um, I think Private Eye and Think About It, I think potentially Think About It, is coming up here for this race depending on – I think it was—it's got a might be BRC Sprint, depending on some results at Gosford. I think is what he's talking, so it could be here. But um, the surprise here, I think that's that's also a bet. I think Lloydie mentioned it a couple of weeks back as well. But Gentleman Roy's got to be half a hope from a low draw at Eagle Farm, dry deck, thirteen hundred meters. If Giga Kick doesn't come here, which it may, but if it does target the Stradbroke instead, I think um, I think the two Pride runners and Gentleman Roy are all a all a bet here. But I'll let Lloydie launch into the um, carry the blue army flag, which I think he's um, I think he's got a tattoo now these days. Just about, mate. Uh, no, I'm not quite going to get to the blue army because we'll wait for a bigger and better race. But I, I agree, mate. Uh, if I'm going to I'm going to go off the fact that Giggy Kick won't be here, I think it'll be a hit and run mission. I think he wins the ten thousand, and I think they put him in the paddock, um, and maybe don't go one more for the Kingston Smith Cup and. Um, if he's not there, Private Eye, it, it's his grand final. He's, from what I'm hearing, he's not going to a Stradbroke. They'll have too much weight. Um, he probably should have won this race last year. Uh, he got a long way back from a wide draw and hit the line really well. I think he's the best weight for age horse in the race. Of course, he's an Epsom winner. Uh, he's run second in Everest. He's run second in the Stradbroke. He's had three goes at the Eagle Farm for, um, what are we now, a, a win in the Queensland Guineas, a second in the Stradbroke, and he ran two and a half lengths off Apache Chase and Pulele in this race last year when he had no luck. So, yeah, I think I think $3.50 or even a little bit more, four fifty. I think, probably take that because, yeah, if Giga Kick's not there, he'll be a clear favourite. Yeah, we'll be odds on. The other one in that probably... The, the Sydney trifecta almost, isn't it? Um, probably Marzu's a, a bet there as well because, as you said, Lloyd, if Giga Kick is the hit and run, Marzu just has probably performed a bit better this prep than what we, we sort of were hoping Private Eye would. So I don't know whether, yeah. you know, you, you believe in that uh, Private Eye just might have lost a leg and, and they're trying to recapture some of that earlier form, albeit if things didn't suit, you know, with a heavy track, in the TJ and the soft just didn't get his foot in the ground, but Marzu's sort of coming off a better prep. So if he's just caught, you know, that length or two up to where Private Eye was last prep uh, when they were up here, um, he's right in this right in this wait for age sort of picture there. And six bucks, second line of betting, you know, again poison odds as they say, Bean quote unquote, but. Been there, done it. Yep, that's right. I don't think I don't think you can say Private Eye's lost a leg. He's had he's only had the two runs this prep. He was in the worst part of the track in the new market and he ran fourth and finished pretty much alongside I wish I win, who was in the in the best part of the track. And then in that TJ Smith, I just think put a pen through that run completely. It was a heavy track, he doesn't like it. 
he got a long way back. He got put into the running rail and and sort of pole-lapsed. So he, he pretty much got pulled out of the race at one point there. So I think, yeah, I think he gets back up to Queensland where we know he performs well. Happy to be with. Horses for courses, as they say. Uh, and look, on the same card as the Kingston Smith Cup, 1,300 metres there, we stretch out to the 2,400. So... Pretty much been, I'm just going to ask for your silence here as well as mine, and we'll just give the Derby King about a minute just to tell us why Kovalika has this horse, uh, has this race at his mercy. Yeah, well, he's just he's just the profile horse, isn't he? Like, Kukaracha, of course, won this race a couple of years ago in the same colours. This horse is better than Kukaracha was. Uh, he dominated the, the Summer Carnival. He won the Grand Prix, the Eagle Way. Uh, he resumed in that South Pacific Classic at, at Randwick on day one of the championships. I think he had the best last 200 of the entire meeting. He was first up, stay resuming. Um, that's pretty impressive on a day like that. Um, it's J-Mac rode him there too, so I think that's a big indication that J-Mac will be on him when he comes up here. Um, I, I just don't I just don't see anything in the race that's a threat at the moment. Virtuous Circle's not going to that race. Um, Mark Twain, I don't think, is going there. So there's there's just no good horses outside of him. I just think he starts even money. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's done it pretty well there, Ben. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, think I, I, I mean, I've got no idea what the Kiwis are doing. Like, I mean, Suzero was third behind what Major be on Virtuous Circle. If it comes... It goes to, it goes to Adelaide, I think. But yeah, right, there you go. So there is, there is, logistically, they can do Adelaide up to up to Brisbane, you know, Explosive Jack obviously did Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane a few years ago, but yeah. I, I think I, I think it's half a hope. Like it beat home what Sharp and Smart, Elliptical and Wallop, Tapple Doodle Do, whatever it was, and then full of sincerity for the Kiwis as well comes through that Tapple Doodle Do race. I think it was 0. 0.8, 0. 0.8 of a length. I think behind it, it's it's fifty one dollars. So I gave it half a hope at the price. If mm. the Kiwis if the Kiwis come and they generally do for this particular race, I think a couple of them are, are backable. With well, that's um, like, our good friends for cash back when they don't make the race. <laughs> well, hopefully they do that. Full of sincerity is listed as spelling on riser, so it's it's gone. Oh, back. so it's out. Oh, okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. I think the uh the the point is here though, Ben, you you're trying to find something just for the sake of something as well. Like Coverleaf yeah. seems to be the one to beat. So um yeah. I guess the the message here, though, boys, as much as we're Queensland Racing's absolute pinnacle, because every other Queensland show seems to be getting cancelled from what I keep seeing and hearing, except for us, um, <laughs> we haven't really listed any Queensland horses uh, as the top-line major players. Is it? Is it just we sort of know that the mustard is obviously Sydney and Victoria, but maybe a, a statement or a, a prediction there, boys, of a... A Queensland horse that maybe could just shock or ruffle a few feathers, you know, in those bigger group ones. Yeah, well, I think there's I think there's two. One of them's an adopted Queenslander, uh, now with a Queensland stable, and the other's been a Queenslander from the get-go. I haven't admittedly I haven't tipped either of them on top in either of them, but I think they're both great chances. The the fully fledged Queenslander is Tyressa in the Oaks. Um, I think she's for Kelly's tweeter, she's gonna really relish a solidly run 2200 meter race at Eagle Farm. Uh, and the other one is Shay Lowe for the Steve O'Day and Matty Hoistead yard uh, towards Tats Tiara. Um, spoke, like I said earlier, I spoke, to, did a podcast with Ben Thompson today and I asked him for three horses that, well, I asked him for one horse that he was most keen 
and looking forward to for the carnival and he, he couldn't split three of them so he gave me yellow brick chinny boom and shay Lowe. so i figure that's got to be a fair push if he's if he's putting that mare up on you know the pedestal that those other two horses so yeah i think i think those two are yeah good local hopes we're cool shay Lowe local yeah Bean. um how many podcasts with ben thompson have you done today to to get an answer mm-hmm. Oh, mate, I don't do podcasts with Ben. I just take him out for a beer and a steak, mate. He, I mean, generally shouts me. I don't have to talk to him about his, um, his life and hopes and dreams for the future. Um, no, I thought um, I thought two lightweight chances, depending on if they if they go there or not. I thought Antino and Startonte is in the Stradbroke were half a hope if they um, make the field, but um, that remains to be seen. But I think Antino is a fair bit better than um, a few of the others. So perhaps down yeah, good ones. Yeah. Pardon? How good was Antino on the weekend? Like pulled our pants down. We were all Kips Bay, but yeah, geez, he was he was impressive. And the yeah, money, the was, money, was like three into a dollar eighty late. Like, yeah, it was yeah. pretty impressive. So I mean, yeah. is that is that do you reckon is that where he goes? Like a Stradbroke or like a? Oh, I have to make it. Yeah, yeah. So he gets in what 50, 50 kings or whatever it'll be. It's it's the it's sort of the long goal because I think his his rating is still pretty low. So I think there's a bit of work mm-hmm. to go. He knew him before he can even yeah. get there. But, I mean, you're right. Like, it's he's a bloody tough horse. I mean, yeah. they took him on. He responded. He kicked away. And Kips Bay, you know, is a pretty solid competitor too. And he made that thing look like a BM yeah. war horse. I think it yeah. was the, yeah. between two rides, to be personally. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah. B, I reckon uh, you're, you're pretty spot on there with Star Tontes. And I think we're all pretty – excited to see her go up in the archer because that'd be her wheelhouse my only uh i guess what was the what was she upwise into the tastiara last year because that might be just the concern is if they're ready to peak her at you know 1300 at the archer how much left does she have for a stradbroke and a tastiara again mm, but tiara. she could yeah. just be a bit of a freak horse as well yeah remember second up last year she was uh, i think it was second up wasn't it maybe she was third up Last year, when she got beaten on on Eagle Farm ten thousand day uh, as a really short price favourite early in the day, and then of course she went and she ran fifth in Stradbroke and and won the Tats Tiara. So yeah, she might have a bit of second up syndrome. You never know. Well, hopefully not, because she'll be second up into the Archer, and we've all got tickets. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of your favourite jockey there, Lordy too, Benny Thompson. Um, he's in career best form. We uh look, we've been a fan for a long time, mainly because he fills our pockets and gives us thumbs up from the manny yard. But did he sort of uh, without spoiling your your big premiere, uh, has he sort of been in talks with any of the the southern states in terms of some horses coming up that he's in the in the firing line for? Um, not really. Um, obviously those couple that I mentioned, they're pretty much all all Queenslanders. He's on. Um, he's on Whisker to Whisker in the the Princess Stakes tomorrow. So she ran fifth in the Adrian Knox and was a pretty good run. So, um, you know, the, he sort of sounded half keen that, to stick with her. Um, but outside of that, not not really. Um, but you'd, you'd think, I mean, the only really race that you'd need to ride light in is a straight broke under the handicap conditions. And I'd say Yellow Brick will get a lightweight and he'll be with him anyway. So, um, you know, might not be too much of a need for that. Yeah, well, that was probably what I was thinking as well. He'd, he'd be sticking with uh, with that as far as he can. Shalo's the other one if they go to a Stradbroke that I guess yeah. another chance for a Queensland jock to jump on. Yeah, so look, good luck to uh, Benny Thompson. 
for the winter carnival ahead. Uh, well, onwards and upwards there, boys. We, we probably haven't sided with too many of the Queensland trainers, otherwise the O'Day Hoisted stable. But, Lloyd, he might start with you because TJ Gowan is a man that we all know and love. And coming into sort of uh, winter carnival, he's always got a good team. We sort of touched on Antino, but JJ Atkinses are a bit hard this sort of time of year just purely because the winner may not have been seen yet. It's uh it's as simple as that. And I believe, Lloydy, that you might even have some stats to to maybe back that up. But I know Tony's listening, so he better he better listen and start getting some two year olds ready. Well, that's right, mate. Uh, check your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not April twenty five yet, which means uh you pretty much forget about your your JJ Atkins horses. But no, um we were just talking. Um Chris Waller. He's won the race three times. He's had six top four performances uh, in recent years, and and four of them have debuted between April 15 and April 29. So, uh, you know, don't go necessarily looking for the your two-year-olds that are running in, you know, golden slippers and breeders' plates and whatnot. Uh, maybe not if they're a Chris Waller runner, but, um, yeah, this time of year certainly when those uh, – JJ Atkins horses get unveiled at the midweeks in in Sydney and then come up and I think I found it this year influential uh, an Arrowfield horse uh, ran second on Wednesday debuted uh, behind General Salute who that's pretty handy form he ran third behind Red Resistance and Steel City in its debut um, but this bloke was absolutely bolting his buyer JJ winner in the Autumn Sun uh, and he just looks to just scream out for sixteen hundred at Eagle Farm so. No markets yet. We'll have to um, watch this space. But influential. J-Mac did ride him as well. So um, could be a big carnival for J-Mac and Chris Waller. Yeah. Well, he's, is he staying at my place or your place being? One of the two. But it'd be interesting to see a... a bunk bed, bunk bed here, <laughs> here for him. <laughs> Even better. It'd be interesting to see a, uh, a winner so quickly from Daddy. Uh, I think Autumn Sun's, what, second season maybe this year, Sire. So... Nice. <laughs> First, well, winning, winning the yeah. same Group 1 uh, that the Autumn Sun ultimately did, and then he went on and won a few more, which is good. Uh, and, Bean, I guess in a couple of weeks, you'll let us know of a Toowoomba two-year-old that trials uh, running sub-10 sectionals and uh, is a freak that's going to win everything. Yeah, mate, I've just uh, got my eyes and ears out up the um, up the hill there. I've got um, I've got the bags with me too, so I'm hoping yeah. to um, sniff out a few, um, few specials up there. So we'll see how we go. It's sort of, you know how the cartoons, how they, they dangle the carrot in front of the horse? I think in Toowoomba, it's it's $300 yeah. on the pole in front. Yeah. Sonic Ells. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to business, boys, because uh, it's the big one. We've uh, we've talked group ones. We've talked the schedule there. Uh, amongst it all sort of leads up to the $3 million Stradbroke handicap. Uh I'm going to get someone to fact-check that for me. Yeah, I was right. How good. Not that I'm reading off Racing Queensland's notes. I've memorised them because we're, we're just that much of a fan. Uh, you have the book from the AGM still, wouldn't you? The uh, About six months ago, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And I think what happens is that they've got 75 boxes of these pamphlets that they'll just get the uh, texture out next year if there's any prize money increases and then right over the top. So look for that one in your mailbox there, Muggs. But $3 million for the Stradbroke. Last year was just an absolute spectacle, wasn't it? It was the return of alligator blood, um, which this sort of race, although it's handicapped conditions, I think I think this race has that sort of dynamic where you can 
you can sort of look away from the lightweights in comparison to a top weight because the last three or four years, we've seen some absolute champions win this weight, uh, race. We're not necessarily getting in that well at the weights. Yeah, you're right. Um, obviously, Alligator Blood, I think he carried 55 and a half from memory last year. Tafane, she carried, she she had a fair lump from memory uh, as well. Well, she was the top player, pretty sure, her year. Yeah, was was she? Yeah. Yeah, she was. It was the year I put the crap out of her. I was first cab off the round. That's yeah, right. that's right. I remember. I remember? Yeah. <laughs> But she she dropped she that's right she dropped weight from a Stradbroke back to a Tats Tiara didn't she? Yep. Yeah, back against her own age. Uh, her and own I still sex. didn't back her. <laughs> it was the easiest bet ever. <laughs> yep. yep, that was absolute fill up, Bean. But uh, that's why we love you, mate. You're you're full of passion, and hopefully you're full of winners, mate. Because it tends to be a pretty good miler that tends to run really well in a Stradbroke. Uh, I think you were on Private Eye last year, weren't you, which was a bit of a rough watch. But this year, mate, let's get you to open the floor. What has caught your eye this early in the Stradbroke picture? Um, yeah, I have, well, I've got Private Eye and Think About It on top. I think I don't know if Think About It's coming here after the um, Kingston Smith that goes there, but I think Joe Pride can have both of those group ones in his bag. I think um, Private Eye can be winning this. It sort of, you know, hunts the line, even if it doesn't win the Kingsford Smith if it runs well, I think sets up super here. The other one that's a bit of a smoky, I thought um I thought Zapateo, it's never got out over the thirteen hundred before, but I thought the way it won the other day over twelve hundred I think Lloydie spoke to him last night or night before. It's going to the Sangster. But if it comes through that, okay, and say wins that or is running on late, then I think um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a hope here in Stradbroke. So I'm um, keen for it. No real value, though. What have I got, like $15, Zapateo, think about it, and, you know, private eye 11s and 11s and 8s or something. So, you know, <laughs> I'll be launching the gun to get the dollars back. Uh, wrong, uh, yeah, wrong, wrong blue army. I think, Bean. Uh, I think any money that I lost on Valana in the race last year, I think I'll be getting it back this year. Um, he's just primed for this race. Uh, he's a better horse now than what he was 12 months ago. He won a Silver Eagle. He resumed three wide, 58 kilos, and won the Hallmark first up last weekend. Uh, he he's right on track. He's just that that typical Queensland Stradbroke horse. I think. Uh, um, I'm hoping he'll get a weight that Nashville will, will be able to ride him at because he's got a pretty good affiliation with him. Obviously, we copped Steph, Steph Thornton in the Stradbroke last year. She didn't ride, it, ride him poorly, but um, if you can, you know, you can go from a Steph Thornton to a Nashville Willer, it's a, it's a, a huge upgrade. Um, yeah, he does need to qualify. Last year, he was on the seven-day backup after a Fred Best Classic win. Um, he'll be in the race already, and he can just be he can just be set for that. So, still getting like nine dollars. I've got a I've got a ticket two or three times that price. But uh, yeah, he's he's right he's right where he needs to be. You make a compelling case there, Lloydie. Did you want to make a case for the fifteen other futures that you've spiked, or just so it can cheer you on, mate? Or Valana clear top seed? Oh, look, he's, he's clear top seed. I think the other two, well, the, 
the smoky is Gundy Bridge, who we, I spoke about that on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I think, I don't know where he is. He's had two barrier trials. He's not nominated anywhere. I thought maybe he'd be at Hawkesbury this weekend and sort of springboard. Maybe they'll wait for uh, the coast or whatever it's called next week if he's a four-year-old. Um, he's one. And then the other one that I thought could could run well in a Stradbroke and then go to a Tats Tiara and win is She's a Belter, uh, the three-year-old filly. So she obviously won the JJ at Eagle Farm. She'll have no weight in a Stradbroke. She's she's airborne. Um, she's going really well, and we haven't seen her since that all-star mile. So I'd say Queensland will be on the cards for her, and um, she can certainly make her presence felt again. There you go, mate. Good, uh, good spot. I've I've sort of just stumbled on one now, looking at the the market a little bit closer. I didn't really know uh, this seven-year-old gelding was in the market. I'm not sure if they go, but Oz Bloodstock have nuggets in the market. Uh, a $17 shot with one of our very good friends. But usually that all-star mile Doncaster form is is sort of where you want to be looking for horses that are going to back up for this sort of Stradbroke. And this horse got into a Doncaster with 51 and a half, finished third. I don't really know what that he sort of does to his ratings. But when you're yeah. half a length off Mr. Brightside, uh, who's probably – the best miler with alligator blood, you could say, in the country. Lloydie will probably nod his head at that one after the All-Star Mile win. Um, but he's, his whole prep was pretty super, apart from maybe that run in the Futurity where they rode him, I think, upside down, trying to speed battle with alligator blood and just got destroyed. So that could be one also uh, from those Kieran Ma, Dave Eustace. They love coming up here. We know Kieran Ma loves a, a Hamilton hotel <laughs> session, so... Probably one that I've <laughs> think too much of, but he's been racing yeah. well throughout the autumn. He has just without wanting. I don't. I don't want to just completely shit on your parade, but I just had a look. He is spelling on riser as well. So, I mean, they, those big stables, they will sometimes like just flick them a spelling when they give them like as little as a week in the paddock. So you never know. He might be having a freshen <laughs> and sort of force. It probably could just go first up into a Stradbroke, but I would. I would imagine that's a. A spell because he had he sort of from memory he he sort of raced late in the year and then was up and about for for a little while getting into the awesome mile and stuff stuff so maybe the Epsom will be where we see him next. In that case, load the inevitable. Simple as that. But now say so you've changed changed tune. Uh, well, uh, I did know. Yeah, he he has had a long prep, but. It's, it's one of those things, uh, I guess, Smugs, you follow the news and you, you get inklings of what teams that a few of these bigger stables are planning on bringing up because if you sort of get confirmation that one's coming, you just got to pick the right race that they're going to end up in. That's it. And how many times do you do you sort of pick the wrong race? Um, I'm trying to think of of the example with, oh, like a lot of the times, like the two-year-olds, if you if you see one that trials and whatnot, like, Obviously, it didn't it didn't work, but like Cafe Millennium, for example, like I took a hundred to one about him in the slipper after his um, his debut win, and it's sort of like no, I probably picked the wrong race there. That should have been a size bet at two hundred to one. And, but yeah, it's a bit like that with Queensland. There's so many races that they can go to. Sort of uh, that reminds me of my golden slipper ticket for Militarise at a hundred to one. Yeah, that that's the perfect example. Yeah. He's he had size and champagne written all over him, and you take the right price, but the wrong race. Yep. Uh, yep. Thank goodness for donations to our lovely friends, hey. Uh, well, yep. boys, that's that's pretty much uh, all that I can sort of think of for now. It's been fun. We'll of course. 
be all up and about over the next month or two there, Mugs, because it is our grand final. We need to we need to show the world how it's done because it's a ten week carnival. It is the largest racing carnival in Australia. Did you know that? Oh, I don't let's think go, let's go worldwide. Yeah, I think we're the first <laughs> people to I think we're the first to actually proclaim that and use that maybe as a bit of a marketing tool because the championships go for two weeks. Your Melbourne Cup Carnival goes for a week. This goes for 10 weeks. Yeah. Long live. Long live Stradbroke season. Uh, goes forever, doesn't it? I think my love oh. just come good from last year. Yeah. That's why there's no good races for the rest of the year because they, they put it all in a 10-week block. Yeah. We almost need like it needs to be like Hong Kong in Queensland, That's like it. where there the needs to be all been the rest of the year. Yeah, there needs to be three months where there's no racing. Yep, just purely from a recovery point of view. So, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, mugs. There's a lot of money, boys. Anything to add before we sort of wrap this up? No, um, I don't think so. I I think yeah, bring it on. Um, forget all those new ads. Um, you win some, you lose more. You know what? You win some, you win more when you follow the market. <laughs> That's the spirit. Back to your pride, all carnival, all winter carnival, and you will cash in. Yep, just keep punting. You'll get there eventually. You'll get there eventually. That's right. Exactly. Can't be that hard. Nah. <laughs>